My name is David, and this is Validating Input, a new podcast from Paradigm Consulting, where we talk about the values, processes, interests, and the tech that supports us. I work as a developer in Calgary, building projects with Ruby on Rails and React. And my name is Abdullah, and I'm based out of Regina. I focus more on the front end of our projects. At Paradigm, we employ fully remote teams that leverage our unique skills and trusted technology. We help you find the right solution, not just our solution. Today, we're talking to Borne in Montreal about his experiences in the company, what was next for him and what is next for him. Should be an interesting conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Borna. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you came to be Paradigm's number one employee? Hi. So I am now in Montreal, originally born in Sweden, did a couple of years in Israel volunteering at the Baha'i World Center. And then when we moved to Canada, I needed somewhere to work. (laughs) And so I reached out to, at that point, John and Kevin, the founders of Paradigm. And we started looking at what could be done if there was anything for me. Notably, I'm not a developer. Um, I do have some development experience, but I wouldn't hire myself as a developer. So I told John and Kevin that they shouldn't do that either. And so we started with a few small things here and there. At first, I basically started as a contractor doing small, uh, helping on some small projects that they were working on. And then it turned out that there was enough work for me to do. So I jumped on as a first part-time employee and then full-time employee about five years ago. Cool. So you kind of mentioned that you're not really a developer, but you your skill set seems to overlap a lot of areas that might not be expected for somebody that's a project manager. And the the interesting thing here is that this was actually supposed to be your exit interview, and it's more like the <laughs> reacquainted interview. You want to talk a little bit about yes. what your role is and how that's kind of shaped maybe your spot in Paradigm? Sure. So I studied human-computer interaction. So a computer science major, but this was some 15 years ago, maybe. And at that point, there wasn't much focus or thought on usability or user-centered development processes or anything of that sort. So I ended up starting working as a developer because generally the idea was you develop something and then you quote-unquote slap some usability on top of it at the end. And so I had to kind of learn slash teach myself a bunch of development languages and practices with, I mean, plus whatever I studied in uni. And then when serving at the World Center, I first started off as a developer there, but then I realized more and more that what I preferred or wanted to do was more talking to people rather than talking to computers. And so as we were expanding the IT department there, there were more opportunities to go into a, what we call there a business analyst or department interface role, which was less and less development work, but more talking to the other departments or the clients, you might want to call. 
and just trying to figure out what it is that they want, what it is that we can provide or help with, and then talking to the developers to get them to provide that. And so as I that this was very much something I would prefer doing over development work. So in Paradem, at first it was a bit of do whatever is needed as we were three, maybe four employees at that point. But then as more and more things grew, it ended up being more a project manager analyst role. And then now as I as as I return, I'm also going more and more into a product owner, learning resource kind of person. So I'm very much a jack of many, many trades, trying to become a master in one or many of them. But a lot of it has been kind of just trying to fill in the roles or the blanks that have been needed. Cool. Yeah, so you you work as my project manager. I know the the short time that you were away, we definitely did miss you. Uh, we were we had a routine that we liked, and not having that routine there definitely left a hole. And even since you've been back, we've been still not necessarily back to the same routine, but learning and changing and growing from where we were at the time. So. Can you maybe talk to a little bit about what your motivations were or um, what drew you back to Paradigm? Sure. I mean, a lot of it was the culture of working at Paradigm, both the nature of the remote work, the flexibility that is provided in terms of if I need to take some time off or if I need to go do something, I can do that as long as I can you know, make up the hours or make up the work or whatever is needed. Also very much the the lack of any sort of office politics, or at least I haven't noticed any. <laughs> is there any politics in your office at home? There is a small tyrant. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess uh, there's an attempted dictatorship here. Uh, but yeah, so so... There's a lot of that that Paradigm provides that's very difficult to find in other places. And also just the the nature of the work that we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it is very different from from a lot of other companies. So always trying to involve the users of the clients in in the work that's being done and regularly consulting with them and also trying to do working on projects and products that are positive and and do some good in the world kind of a thing um and not always just looking at okay what is it that that brings money or what is it that that is wanted yeah so looking for those deeper answers as to why the work and not just the how the work right exactly and very much i mean there're definitely struggles and in our attempts to bring forth the clients and really understanding what they want and trying to explain to them why some things are good ideas and why some things aren't instead of just taking what they say as face value and saying woohoo this is free money or whatever i really like that yeah idea yeah that's something i found kind of interesting is that i've seen even in the projects that i'm not directly working with 
we'll make a suggestion and we'll have a strong opinion on a solution. But at the end of the day, we we need that consensus with the client. And and if they have a strong pull in another direction, we'll allow that to lead and sort of dictate how the relationship works without us having to say, you know, no, you, you have to do it our way. There's a surprising amount of flexibility there uh, when we're working with the clients. Yeah, I think, I mean, ultimately, the goal is to make the client happy. We do provide expertise and we have, a, I mean, hopefully a, a large amount of experience with the things that we have done and what we have seen. So there, there, there's the balance there to tread when sometimes the client says, you know, I absolutely want this, but we can explain or reason to them that this thing will take longer and it will not give as good of a result or whatnot. And luckily, I think so far, at least we've had the clients that we've been working with have been understanding and flexible enough to take our suggestions at face value. Most of the time, I would say. So do you feel like you, what your interest in human centered design was it? Uh, human computer interaction. Yeah. Right. So what sort of things, uh, cause I, I'm, I'm not involved in the projects that you and David are working on, but are there some examples of how you're approaching that, that might be different to other projects to kind of involve that side of the users? I would say right now, no, because the the project and the client and the project I'm working on mostly with, we don't have access to the users, except for in basically crisis situation. So in this case, our client is kind of representing the user. We try our best to put ourselves into the position of the user and trying to see what it is that they would want an experience and so on, and then trying to, to work from that. So I think the big thing from, from the whole uh, working as uh, studying human-computer interaction was, was the realization more of looking at the, so to say, softer sides of computer science and the development and project work to, to, to realize, I mean, for myself that I didn't want to sit in front of a computer and just coding away the whole time, but that my preference was was to talk to the people and understanding them and their needs and be kind of the translator or mediator between the developers and the customers or clients. Yeah, and I think I've even seen some of that since you've been back and we're kind of changing our, maybe it's just bringing the the shaping process or the development process closer to the surface for the rest of us. How have you found that experience in working with Jeffrey and really just exploring how that actually works? Because, you know, we don't follow a specific scrum pattern or, or another development pattern. It really is a, a paradigm thing that we're developing and continue to build on. What's your uh, insights into that or uh, experience with what we're doing right now? Yeah, I mean the the whole honestly the whole shaping process is new to me too. So <laughs> I'm only just now trying to to you know learn and figure out how it well how it works or how we want it to work. But yeah, I mean previously there's it's it's very much been the client comes to us with what they want. 
we ask a few questions, but then essentially it's writing up some sort of document or maybe just writing up some stories and then going at it with that. Whereas now the shaping process is, I must say I haven't had much experience with it, so I, I, I don't know if I can easily explain what it is, but I like the idea and concept of it and how we want to try to to do things bef- basically like write up our project initiations before we start our projects and trying that and learning how to do that has been good and is going to be exciting as well right so i assume when you when you came back there was a little bit of onboarding and things that had to sort of happen again what was that like? Was it, or did you just kind of slot back in and then it was just a normal day again? So I think one of the reasons I first left was that I kind of felt that I was stuck where I was. I mean, very much because of lack of, lack of not effort, but consultation on my part. But so one of the things I, I wanted to look into when I when coming back was making sure that I wouldn't basically get slotted into the same place and just being where I was before I left. So the idea generally is that, yes, I will be working, well, focusing initially mostly on our current client that I'm working with David on. But then also looking at Paradigm in a in a broader sense, looking exactly at how do we do our projects or how do we start up our projects and how does our shaping process look and how do we learn across projects. So it's it's a lot of trying to learn both within the projects we're we're working on. So how do we how do we reflect on our processes or our current activities and so on. And then how do we learn from that and how do we take that to go to the next project or other projects? Because right now I think we have almost two, three teams almost that kind of work on different things and don't overlap necessarily much, at least from a development perspective. And so instead of kind of working almost isolated in silos, we want to look at what is it that we learn from one project that can be taken to another. And of course, that's both straight up just development technology point of view, like use these frameworks or these gems or whatever to the whole process of how do we start up a project or how do we run a project or how do we learn from whatever it is that we do. So the the goal and hope is to kind of learn more about that. Sort of come up with like a toolbox, tool chest, I think is a term you use, David, of paradigm software and processes that we kind of, that that we try to use. Yeah. So the idea is that each project that we're working on is unique you know, in one or many senses. So we don't want to have a fixed template of this is how we run our projects and that's it. But instead we want to have a set of, yeah, tools that, you know, are, okay, 
these are the things we can use when we start, run, or finish projects. And depending on the situation, we take out one or many of those tools. So maybe in a small project, we don't do, I don't know, a big project kickoff, but we just, you know, have a conversation with the client and say, okay, let's go ahead and let's do this or whatnot. The attempt is kind of coming up with with those things and seeing what what are what are those things that we can do, how do we want to run our projects, and so on. It sounds like maybe the next goal you're kind of working on is systematizing what you're doing and what your role is in order to facilitate other people to be able to get to that spot or get to somewhere similar, and for you to broaden what you have available to to uh, look at next right so you're not just necessarily in this one spot but you can take that broader view across the the company that sounds really good yes <laughs> yeah pr- pretty <laughs> much summary there, David. <laughs> i think i mean over the years of paradigm a lot of it has been kind of just chugging along and trying to make do with how we're doing things and not really have any any clearly defined process for almost anything in a way a lot of it has been ad hoc which has led to kind of not knowing you know when when you have processes in place things get a lot easier because you can very much just plug in and and go on and i think for a lot of things we've had small aspects here and there but there's not been a really like clearly defined everything (laughs) so to say and so yeah so the idea is to try to really kind of put on paper what it is that we really do and then take that and first see okay what is it and how is it that we do things and then we can look at learning from it and improving it because if we don't know (laughs) what it is we're doing we don't know how we can improve it and that's also been a lot of the just the systematization in our projects of being more deliberate in what, what we're what we're doing and what we're learning and then taking it from there. No, this has all been uh, fairly serious so far. And if, if I know anything of working with Borna, it's not necessarily always serious. You definitely uh, have space to get our work done and, and whatnot, but it is a really relaxed atmosphere. And I, I've enjoyed working on the, the team that I've been on. And definitely learning and growing. And I've appreciated seeing, because there definitely was structure when I came in. Uh, So it's not to say that we are structure free or, you know, we're, we're really loose with things, but it's nice to see that there, there's a continual push to, to continue to grow and to, to see where our boundaries actually are. Yeah, I think if you're not constantly moving forward and improving you're either i mean at best case you're standing still worst case you're regressing so there needs to be this constant reflection and learning and trying to figure out what is it that we do and how do we want to do it and how do we improve what we're doing but at the same time yeah no for sure there needs to be there needs to be humor and fun and relaxed times as well and Balancing those are difficult. 
Yeah, especially working remote because it doesn't always necessarily translate in Slack, you know, when you make a comment. You know, is the other person going to take it the right way? Yeah, for sure. Especially the things Borna types in Slack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think one of the things we've learned there also is oftentimes to just hit up a quick Zoom call that instead of instead of keeping typing, 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 and I feel we've gotten a lot better at that. I mean, over the last, I don't know, year or so, I feel like there's been a lot more of just like, you know what, let, let's not try. <laughs> just go at it. Yeah, and I think since the, the retreat we did last fall, everybody's kind of gelled together and, and relaxed a lot more. There's more um, camaraderie between the teams, even when you're not working with, like, this is basically all I do with Abdullah. <laughs> so uh, th th this is our hangout time. Yeah. I th I think that's probably one of the things that's underestimated in terms of just improving the work culture to have these social sides and aspects. And even even if you don't necessarily work on projects together, but just like having chats and such help build that connection. And so yeah, having the excuse just to spend yeah. time together. It's fantastic. I mean, which which obviously when you're working in an office, you in a way can't avoid having that or doing that. Whereas here, if you're if you really, really don't want to talk to anyone, you just do your work. Don't return off Slack. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes maybe you need to have Slack on, but yeah. You just leave it be and then at the end of the day you're done and you haven't like you've done your work. But I haven't talked to anyone. Yeah, sometimes you don't even have to try. Like <laughs> if I've met with Ezra, for example, and gone over some of the, 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 the stories for two or three of the projects we're working on, and then I go away, work on it, and sometimes it could go a day or two, if not more. Like if I don't have any questions or anything, I'm just working away. And if I don't consciously make an effort to message somebody, it, it just doesn't happen. So yeah, it's, it's a very much a conscious effort. Like if you're in an office, it just happens. Like you're saying, you kind of take it for granted. Although to be fair, sometimes I do feel like I don't want to talk to people after talking to people <laughs> all day long. <laughs> right, right. There, there's that side yeah. of it too. So there's a balance. But yeah, no, for sure. Like there's, it, it ends up sometimes being a lot more isolating than than it is in an office cool well i think we probably could wrap up thanks borna for taking some time to dig into your experiences and and coming back and talking what's what's new and i know everybody here at paradigm is happy that you are back <laughs> yeah and thank you to our listeners for joining us as we continue to grow become better developers and add purpose to the things we build and the relationships we cultivate.